This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self-harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial triple O or call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Oh, g'day, folks. Uh, this is the very first podcast of 2020. Uh, I'm, I wasn't going to do an introduction like this, but I am now because I've got my equipment set up still and I can. And um, the opening of this podcast is very, it's just different to what we do anyway. Uh, this podcast is uh, with uh, my lovely wife, Barbie, where we look at, uh, well, we look at New Year's, we look at New Year's resolutions and have a look back over last year. Uh, I think it's really important to take time to reflect on things, and I guess all of the things that you'll see in terms of staying mentally healthy is it talks about being mindful, being in the moment, not dwelling too much on the past. Uh, But reflection is really important, and uh, I think if you give yourself time to stop, reflect, think about what's happened, and then uh, find a way to move forward with that information, like take the positives, make them better, take the negatives, work on those, I think if you do that, then that's actually a really healthy way uh, to deal with what's happened uh, to you. So a moment of reflection, and, and I wanted to sit and kind of think about what we've learned. Uh, a couple of things to to say. Uh, again, we say it in the podcast, but a big thank you to everyone that's listened this year. Don't forget, you can listen through Apple Podcasts. You can listen through Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, um, and all of the, as far as I know, all of the good podcasting apps. Um, I think in 2020 we might look at doing something like Spotify, um, not Spotify, iHeartRadio and some of those other podcasting platforms just so we can maximise our reach. But uh, at the moment we're pretty happy with what we get. Also, um, don't forget to jump on the Facebook pages and the uh, the Instagram page. Please like the things that you see. Um, please let us know that you, that you see those things and, and give us a comment, even just you know a little heads up about term. You know, it doesn't have to be a full review. It can just be, great job, guys. Hey, we're listening. And um, and last but most certainly not least, um, we're doing now 32-day wellness challenge. So, um, oh, sorry, 42, 42-day wellness challenge, not 32, 42-day wellness challenge. That's coming up next week, uh, and it's really interesting. You're going to sit and do some recording, uh, record something about that fairly soon. But um, it's a really interesting opportunity to talk about health and wellness and, and something um, very new for us here at How You Go Mate, not something I've even ever done before and certainly not something that How You Go, mate, how you go Mate's done. Uh, but, of course, we'll touch on that in the podcast and we may even do, uh, in the alternate weeks, we may even do a, a 42-week challenge check-in just to let you know how we're going over that sort of six-week period. But we'll, we'll see what we do with that. Uh, but in the meantime, um, again, thank you for all of your support this year. We don't take it for granted. We love the fact that people uh, to... to uh, listen to us and give us the feedback that they give us and please uh, enjoy this episode with my beautiful wife. This is how you're going, mate. This is podcast number 12, first podcast for the new year. Uh, thank you, 
But I guess what we want to do with this one, and, and my co-host, my guest in the house of mate this evening is the one and only other half of how you going, The house mate? of mate. The house of mate. My house. Our house. Yes. <laughs> is, um, is you, you know the voice if you've listened closely, it's Mrs. Ads, Barbie Lee. That's me. The other... <laughs> The half of how you go, mate. Um, just to uh, just to cover off on a couple of uh, the usual points. Um, thank you again for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, um, what I'd love people to do actually is tell us where you're listening from. So when you see the post come up that, for the podcast, um, tell us where you're listening from. So if you if you are listening, if you're on the Facebook page or the Instagram page, tell us where you're listening from. That would be really interesting. I'd really love to kind of get that like idea. The suburb. Yeah, not from my bedroom. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Not yeah. I'm in the car. Like I'm in, you know, Newcastle. Yes. Or I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, or wherever you are. Just tell us where you're tell us, tell us where you're listening from. That would be, be very interesting. Um, but this is a yeah, this is a very different podcast. We're going to do a slightly different tonight. Normally, we kind of follow a, a loose formula where we get someone to talk about their mental health and we um and we talk about uh, some of the ways that they overcome that. What we're going to do though tonight or today is to uh, look at how we've um, evolved. Well, what, what, yeah, what, what we kind of learnt this year, and what, uh, what we got out of uh, speaking to the people that we spoke to, um, and also though we, we're going to look a little bit at New Year's Eve. Now we've just had New Year's and Happy New Year's to everybody listening. Um, Barbie and I spent it at home, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we've done that a couple of years. Last year we did that because we we're in quarantine, but this year we <laughs> sort of, kind of, sort of did it. Almost out of time. choice. <laughs> yeah, out of choice. Um, <clears throat> and we had this conversation, and you were saying something, and it explained to people, we had this conversation about the pressure of New Year's Eve. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, well, I, I also um, wrote a piece for the How You Going Mate page in regards to this as well. And it's it's come about over many, many years for me with New Year's Eve um, becoming something of a... Of a pressure, like I'd said, that uh, there's often this idea that, oh, you know, you've got to start the new year off right and you've got to have the, go to this big party and you've got to have some sort of event that's happening on New Year's Eve for you to, you know, then have success in the following year or or to, to just feel like you're worthwhile or something yeah. to that extent. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I've found over the years, there's been some times when I've been at parties in different places, and then there's been other times where I've just been by myself, or I've just been with one or two other people, and it's been really quiet. And uh, I often would find, because as we've spoken about before, you and I met each other quite late in our lives, mm-hmm. and uh, so I had a lot of New Year's Eves where at some point of the evening, whether I was by myself or with my family or at a big party, I would have a, a moment of where I would sit there and sort of look back and go, well, this is, I'm still where I was this time last year. I haven't actually progressed anything anywhere. Mm. I haven't got, you know, a, a partner and I haven't got a family and I haven't, you know, progressed. Mm. Even though in that time, in throughout that year, I've, I've, you know, done great things at work and I've done other, you know, bought a house or done things mm. like that. But my focus was 
well, I haven't progressed anywhere because I'm still by myself every year mm. after year after year. Mm. So it's it's really about um, the definition of success. Mm. Like what is a successful life? Is it being married? Is it having a house? Is it doing well in your career? You know, they're, they're really well, it's different for everybody. Well, obviously. there's a really famous story of um, Dave Mustaine from the band Megadeth, and Dave Mustaine is considered to be one of the forefathers of, of heavy metal. Um, his band Megadeth is one of what they call the top four of metal, which was Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica, and, and Megadeth. Um, he sold tens of millions of albums, um, and he's toured the world and, and made a lot of money. But he, early in his career, was kicked out of a band, and the band that he was kicked out of was Metallica. And Metallica, as obviously Metallica, and everyone knows their story, has had infinitely more success, has had sold more albums, has made more money, has had a much higher profile than his band Megadeth does commercially and publicly. But is Dave Mustaine any less, you know, what, what's that definition of success? You know, most people would look and go, I would love to be Dave Mustaine. But, you know, does Dave Mustaine look at Metallica and go, damn, there's what could have been? You know, what's your definition? Is it having a big house? Is it having, you know, what does that look like? That's kind of why I put up the um, post, did it on my own personal page and did it on the, the Hey Go Mate page, which was, you know, tell me something you're proud of in 2019. Because too often we see these posts where people go, these are really shit years. These are really rubbish years. Um, and, and sometimes the antidote to that is, well, you know, every time something good happens, or once a day when something good happens, write it in a jar, write it in a piece of paper, put it in a jar, then go back at the end of the year and look at the jar and see how many good things happen. But really, if you think about it, something good happened this year. You know, some, you did something, everyone did something they were proud of this year. Everyone did something. In 2019? Yeah, yeah, like in that last year, yeah. And, you know, it was, for me, it was this, the podcast. Mm. What was yours? You it's, never wrote one. I've, well, it's much easier to think about all the bad things that happen than the good things that happen. Well, what was the good thing? Uh, well, I survived my first year of kindergarten. You're a little bit old for kindergarten, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Um, our, the next generation of kindergarten. Our, our younger daughter went to kindergarten this year, and that was a successful transition for her, for the most part. Hmm. And you were really supportive and did lots. Of, you took the first month off and settled her in. So that was, yeah. We got through the first year of school. That was my achievement. There you go. Proud (laughs) of that. And um, but yeah, that's the thing. And I think you're right. I think that you sit there on New Year's Eve, so you know, to get a little bit hippy trippy. But really, this number, the January the first, two thousand and twenty, is an arbitrary number. Like it's not the two thousand and twentieth year of existence of human people. We've been around for Mm. millions of years. The planet's been around for billions of years. Really, it should be January the first. 4,748,622 and a half or something. I don't know. But you know know what I mean? It's very specific. Oh, I'm no no astrophysicist or geologist. He tries to be. I'm just having a little bit of The point that I did make in what I wrote uh, for the page the other day was that, um, you know, things can happen... At any time of the year, you don't have to be. Oh, my New Year's resolution is this. You can you can make changes and and start afresh and start new at any stage of the year. It doesn't have to be at the end of the year, at the start of the year. It can be at any point. It doesn't have to be. A, I'll do it on Monday or or 
you can start a diet on a Wednesday if you want. You yeah. know, it's it's not a, it's not. Um, you know, we have nobody knows how much time each of us has, but we are we are all on our own time schedule, mm. <laughs> whether that, whether whatever that may be, and so we don't need to just limit ourselves to to start things new at at you know New Year's Eve. Or, well, there'll always be like. You can go, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy on Monday, but I've got to go out for dinner on Friday night. So, geez, that's going to ruin that. I better start it next Monday, or I better start it. I better wait till Saturday morning and start it. Hmm. Um, well, a good example of that is is our friend Caitlin, who is a good, big supporter of our show, and did her 75 hard challenge, knowing that the 75 hard challenge would take her into uh, late November, early December, which is Christmas party season, and. Hmm. Um, Caitlin, just through the network of people that she knows, gets invited to a lot of Christmas parties and had to go to Christmas party season, A, being really careful about what she ate and B, not being able to drink alcohol. And she she didn't stop her challenge until the 20th of December. So she, you know, I I mean, she had, you know, when people would ask, why why aren't you drinking or why are you doing this? She would explain it to them. That was a good conversation starter for her. But she ch- she did that in the full knowledge that the challenge would take her to that point where she was going to have to really work hard to maintain that. And that's kind of, I think, the point of the making changes in your life. You know, it, it's easy to go, I'm going to do this and then give up on it because it gets too hard or you don't want to do it anymore. But, um, you know, because we really love chocolate or we go out for somewhere for dinner and we just let our defences down or whatever, whatever the changes you're making. But it requires a level of discipline. It requires a level of, you know, you have to work at it. It comes down to your own willpower and also you taking responsibility for what you actually want to achieve. And, you know, if you get to day 20 or day 30 and they go, oh, I'm not going to worry about it now, then all of the rest of the time that you built up and you, you focused on, you know, making that change is all is all gone by the wayside. Hmm. So you don't want to, after you've put so much effort into changing the way you're doing things, you're not then going to want to throw that away too quick. Well, I don't, I don't make New Year's resolutions. No, well, I've never neither have. do I. No, well, not never have, but I haven't this year. I haven't for the last, for the last few years. So, but, um, you know, I agree with you. You can change at any time. You can get up at any time and, and you know, like, for example, the walking well, this is what I was going walking. to say is the major change that I've seen in you, and it hasn't even been in the last 12 months, it's only been in the last couple of months, is that you've all of a sudden had a switch um, turn where you've gone, well, I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock every morning and go for a walk. It hasn't been 5 o'clock lately because no, it's get, Christmas. I get up at 5, I get up at 6. Well, but yeah. Close enough. <laughs> But this is the thing that, you know, if you just said to me even 12 months ago, I'm going to be getting up at 5.30 to get ready to walk out the door at 6 o'clock every morning and go for a walk for an hour, I would have laughed in your face. But this is what you've been doing and it's... The first couple of mornings you did laugh in my face. (laughs) Well, the first morning I said, yeah, you won't do it. You're not going to do it. But I knew that if I kept saying, no, no, you're not going to do it, you're not going to do it, that that would spur you on to go, yeah, well, of course I'm going to do it because you're telling me I'm not. Tough love, so tough love from Barbie Lee there. Tough that's love. That's really the reason why I said no. You're not gonna, because you said. To, I remember you said, oh, "Should I set my alarm for the morning?" Well, you can, but you're not gonna go anywhere. So, 
He'll just snooze it. Oh, no, probably. No, I should. I should. Yeah. Okay. Righto. Yeah. Well, I, you're not going to do it. Mm. And you did it. And then you did it every day after that. And that was the biggest shift in your, not just in your physical being, but also in your mindset for what you're you're now wanting to achieve. I think we put a, um, I think I put the post up on how you're going, mate, uh, a couple of, maybe a month ago, a couple, at least a couple of weeks ago, um, where it was, um, um, or 10th of December, so nearly a month ago. Um, where it said, start by doing one push-up, start by drinking one cup of water, start by paying toward one debt, start by reading one page, um, start by making one sale, by deleting one old contact, by walking one lap, by attending one event, by writing one paragraph, start today and then repeat tomorrow. And that's really all I've done. You know. Put one foot in front of the other. We'll start, well, it was one walk, and then it was two walks, and then it was, you know, 30 walks in a row. Um, mm. you know, the bush- and now you've got to the point where you don't... If you don't walk, you really feel it, and you need to go and make it happen. I've had um, this really weird experience, and it's it's interesting. And I sort of talk talk to you a little bit about this, but um, I I miss it if I don't get to do it now. And and this morning, I've been doing it as you know in the afternoons recently because I've been sleeping in the mornings, but I've been able to do it in the afternoons. I've had the time and the space to do it in the afternoons, and um, it's different in the afternoons it's not the same I don't get the same feeling from the walk like one the one the really surprising thing about walking in the morning that I didn't expect or see happening um and we've spoken to Craig about this Craig who was on um our second some, podcast some time ago now second podcast because the first one was me doing the introduction oh third podcast it was Nathan the second <laughs> She's waving me on toe just to get on. I don't need to hear this. Yes, it goes into so oh, much detail. We've got an hour, um, <laughs> but um, Craig talks about getting on and doing, getting up and doing it, so he didn't interrupt his family time. He'd do it so his family didn't miss out on time with him, or he didn't miss out on time with them. Mm. You know, he wasn't coming home and doing it in an afternoon, and then not seeing his child or not seeing his wife. Um, I sort of kind of did it for that reason because I, you know, I didn't want to have to go. And I kind of knew that I, if I did it in the afternoon, I wouldn't do it. Like, I'd find reasons not to do it. But the thing I, I didn't really expect to have happen was was feeling like I've done something. Like, I've done it. And I, and it's good that it's done. It's out of the way. And initially, that was like, oh, God, that was hard work. That's gone. That's out of the way. Thank goodness. But then it became, well, it's done. I've achieved something. And now I can go on and do the rest of my day. And I didn't have to have it hanging over my head. I didn't have to go, oh, I've got to try and squeeze. I've got to get home. I've got to get food. I've got to get dinner. I've got to put dinner. I've got to, and then try and squeeze in a half-hour walk and then come back and do bath-time routine and lunchtime routines and all that sort of stuff. It just is now done. And I get – and, and I – you know, there's a clip floating around on social media with the, you know, the Navy art commander or whatever he is and, and he's advising a group of – you know, university graduates, you know, what to do. And his first piece of advice is get up and make your bed every day because then you've achieved something. You've achieved one thing for your day. I don't make the bed that often unless I'm told to. Um, But I do feel like I've achieved something that day. And that has been the really interesting thing I didn't expect to have happen. And you are somebody who... Doesn't make beds. Yes, among other things. But But you were somebody who would sleep in... If you were allowed to sleep in until 11 o'clock in the day, you would do that. Well, as you know, my sleep patterns change really easily. Like, 
if I sleep and if I'm up until two, I sleep until ten. I still sleep eight hours, but then when I've slept until ten, I don't go to sleep until two the next morning. Like it just that's takes a couple of days for my sleep patterns to shift. Just before Christmas, my sleep pattern started to shift back towards. I'd have to be in bed by ten ten thirty. But my my point is that you were somebody who would just I like laying down, waste the day away, yep. rather than be up and out the door and doing things. You're very critical of me tonight. <clears throat> I'm not. The listeners might think you don't like me or something. That's incorrect. Okay. I <laughs> I have. I'm speaking about this because I'm actually proud of the fact that you've had a switch turn in your brain that's gone yeah. right. I need to focus on this now. Yeah. Because, you know, if we go back to September, we went away in September and I remember, you know, you talking about seeing the sunset because you love seeing the sunset. I and I said, well, sunset. let's let's get up in the morning and we'll go to the sunrise. The we'll see the sunrise because that's even better. And you were like, oh, don't be ridiculous. You know? Sunrises. And that was only in September. And now you're up and out the door and, you, and you're seeing the sunrise every morning when you're going for your... Early morning walks, mm. and so what you what's it what it's now allowed you to do also is is um, marry it up with everything that you're doing with how you're going, mate, and what we're trying to achieve with this um, initiative that we've yeah. got happening, and how that then you know you're realizing how you can help others by making it become uh, a physical wellness as well as a mental wellness i think i always knew of the link between mental health and physical health there's always there's lots of evidence there's lots of um literature lots of research we know we know it's there we know the link exists but um experiencing it for myself was an entirely different matter and then being able to sit back and go yeah i can actually feel and uh, we had a really interesting message from um, one of our followers and one of our friends, Cara, who was saying that um, she had been told by her doctor, you know, as a part of looking after her mental health, to get out and go for a walk for at least an hour a day. Um, and one day she was feeling particularly anxious and was sitting there at home and said, well, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a walk. And, and, and in her words, she said, I thought of you, thought of what you would tell me to do, but I thought of the example that you've been setting by getting up and going for your walks. She said, so I got up and I went for a walk. And she said, and when I came back, I felt better. Mm. You know, the anxiety had gone, the feeling of, you know, this unease had gone, and I felt better. And so do I. If I've had, you know, I come back and I feel better. And now, so now I'm actually physically experiencing what it feels like, that link between mental and physical health, mm-hmm. that, that link between the two. And it's really strange. And people ask me all the time, why are you walking? It's not just for that. It's not to lose weight because that hasn't really happened. Yes, it has. A little bit, not a lot. There's no simple answer to it though. It's not a... It's not as easy as saying, oh, I'm doing it for this reason. It's a myriad of reasons, but I'm doing it because I know it's good for me. That's and right. I have to do it. And now I, now I need to do it. I can't ever see myself being in a shouty gym environment again, though. I don't like them. Hmm. And I'm not doing burpees. But some people do. 
Some people do. And um, speaking of which, I, you know, and touching on what you were talking about before, um, a little bit of a shout out to Techno Funk at Norellan, um, because I did go and visit them last week. And well, only a couple of days ago, last year, last decade, yeah, last year, <laughs> Two, and had a um, and had an Evolt body scan done, which is a, a composition of your full body, um, and all the different fat and blah, blah blah. Told me everything I expected to know. I'm old and overweight and extraordinarily unfit and very unhealthy. Um, but hey. <laughs> but she she did try and sell me on the. Oh, we're starting a 28 day challenge here. It's 176 dollars unlimited classes, and you get a nutrition plan. Would you be interested? And I and I, look great if you're interested in that. Give Technofunk at Ellen a call. They're lovely people, really cool. They come highly recommended. But I'm not interested in going to gyms. I'm not interested in going with a group of people and getting sweaty. I'm not interested in having someone tell me to do burpees, and I'm not going to do that. And it's um, okay if you are interested. Yeah, no, in no, that. that's cool. <laughs> no, well, the point is, is you got to find your own thing that you like to do. So, I do the same walk every day, and I like doing the same walk every day. And I'm not mm. particularly. I don't go. I did one day, I think, where I walked the opposite way, um, but I don't particularly go out looking for different experiences i'm quite happy to have that same walk every single day and see the same things and nod my head at the same people but if you want to swim if you want to do techno funk if you want to join a gym if you want to do a martial arts class if you want to do a yoga class a pilat do whatever it is that blows your skirt up um but okay <laughs> um i did i did speak to it was touching on what you were talking about earlier on i said to the woman i said oh you know you're pretty quiet today you've only got a few people and she said yeah we'll get busy in a week and I went oh New Year's resolution she said yep she said we will be packed out for probably the first three to four weeks of January and I went and then and she went and then it'll just get back to normal because mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone will forget about the New Year's resolutions and I went yeah, fair enough but um, well and something just more I had mentioned about about news as well. Yeah. Is that, you know, even if you don't have a fantastic New Year's Eve for whichever reason, um, that doesn't mean that the following year is going to be tarnished with, you know, an awful Yeah, it doesn't necessarily cloud. set the tone it, for the rest of the year, That's does right. It? No. You can actually, you know, you've still got the same amount of of opportunities that can arise during that 12 months it's just a matter of how you how you manage your time and what you you choose to do with with your life i think what we're saying is is don't there's too much pressure put on new year's eve to be the some sort of a trigger point tipping point change point expectation of it being a big new year's and, and a big celebration um it doesn't need to be any of those things like you said your change date can be the 23rd of june your point that you start doing something new can be next Tuesday. Your point that you look to change yourself could be tomorrow and when you go into a shop and pick up a book that says how to be a better person or whatever it will say on the cover. It it can be whenever it needs to be. Don't let yourself fall into the trap of, I need to change now. And if you have made yourself a resolution on the 31st of December and then you find yourself falling off the wagon for some other whatever reason, don't then go, oh, no, well, that's that's the end of that. Yep. You know, dust yourself off and start off the next day. We, um, a couple of 
obviously with these bushfires that we've had recently. I've had a couple of oh, days where I've, where I've got up and I've looked out and I've gone, it's too smoky, and I haven't walked out. Now I haven't gone, oh, well, now I've failed. I don't, you know, I've, I've skipped a day and I've broken my streak of 30-odd days in a row of walking. I just went, okay, that was just a day I didn't do, and I've already done this many days. I'm going to continue to do that. I'll just skip a day. It's mm-hmm. okay to do that. So, you know, if you have, like they say, one bad meal doesn't make you fat any more than eating one salad makes you skinny. This is true. You know. You now, know. can we just, uh, I know we're going a little bit all over the place tonight, but can we just touch on the, talk about the bushfires for a moment? You can, if you uh, you can do whatever you like. Yes, thanks. Not, well, not really. I often can, say not, that to Not me. really, I can edit you out if I need to, but anyway, <laughs> keep going. I do want to mention the bushfires, and yeah. I want to mention the amazing work that uh, the firefighters are doing yep. all around the country um, as we speak. Uh, spending time away from their families during the most family-oriented season that yeah, we summer, ever have. Summer holidays and Christmas, Christmas and New, New Year's. Christmas, New Year's, yep. everything. Yep. So, and there's also, you know, obviously a lot of holiday makers at the moment that are displaced, a lot of homeowners that are displaced, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that are losing their livelihoods. Yeah. Um, because if you think about a lot of the tourist towns that are currently under attack um, with the fires at the moment, a lot of those those tourist towns this is the time of the year that they make their money um, because they have tourists coming in and, and holiday makers coming in on a regular yearly basis yeah and this is where they they make their money for the rest of the year in yeah. a lot of in a lot of cases yeah so we just want to urge everybody if you're in a position to be able to assist in any way um, with the bushfires please do so whether that yep. be going and visiting your, your local rural fire service or donating something. Um, donating money. Um, I heard it was sort of a really good idea tonight, which was if you've booked accommodation in the south coast and you're unable to make it because you can't get down there because you're not allowed, ring the, ring the hotel or motel or wherever it was you were going to stay and tell them that you can't come down, but if someone else comes to stay, like if someone else needs it, go in and... and let them have it. So if, you know... It, so if they need somewhere to evacuate to, yeah, they can yeah, evacuate yeah. to your yeah. room or your Yeah, you're not, not going to... I'm not going to be there for a week. Use it to put up somebody. You know, use the money I've given you to put up somebody. thought that was a tremendous idea. I thought it was an absolutely tremendous mm. idea. But I think it's really important once the, the these bushfires eventually cease at some point in the future that everyone continues to you know, stay in touch with everybody that's being affected mm-hmm. and still visit there, you know, throughout the year if if you can yeah. to, to help these uh, communities to uh, build up again. When I think, you know, the thing is, is um, these communities are going to need people to go back and spend money in them to help rebuild them. Mm. Um, so if you, you know, give them a couple of months, obviously, but March, April... It's still nice weather. Mm. Book the holiday then. June, July, have a winter getaway, you know. Mm. Or September, October, go up there and, you know, I mean, go anytime. I'm probably talking to people that are listening and maybe have kids and are bound by the school holidays. But, you know, September, October, that's our favourite time to go up and travel to places because it's mm. not usually that busy and they usually get a little bit of, you know, tourist-free time. Um, it's still warm and not, but not too hot. Yeah, but... um. Go and 
you know, go to your favourite little country towns, go to Borley Point, go to Foster, go to those places, go to Niara, go to Mogo. We were um, saddened to hear that the tiny town of Mogo had been... So affected. So affected, and a little section just outside of in, in Mogo there where there's a bunch of really great little shops and they've all been destroyed that we've read about, I believe. So, um, you know... When those places are rebuilt and are ready to reopen and, and be there again, go and visit them and, you know, show them some love. And I agree, Go to. we've got a couple of people that we know personally that are RFS people. Um, so, you know, thank you to you guys that are out there doing that. Thank you for the people that are, are contributing and volunteering and then just go and support the people that, you know, are there and to And we say, really feel for the families that have lost their... Loved ones during this time as well. Yep, yep. Um, uh, girl used to work with Amy, who I know, whose her parents lost their place down at um, down south, down in Wollandilly. So, you know, there's lots and lots of people out there that are really struggling and really suffering. Um, you know, and this is you know once this eventually uh, ends, there, there has to be an end to it at some point. Yeah. I would I would imagine. Um, you know, and and the media is out of the picture, and things are starting to qu- quiet down. Is when people will need you the most. Yeah, the people of those communities will need. Yeah, absolutely. Need each other and need our support the most. So, if you have friends, friends and family in those areas um, that are being affected, please make sure you get in touch with them and stay in touch with them throughout the year because it's going to be a long process for them. Yeah, it's probably going to be some um, some pretty traumatic. Um, experiences for them even after the the fires are over. The spirit of how you're going, mate, which is um, if you know someone's gone through a tough time, making sure you touch base with them and checking with them and making sure that they are okay is never more um, relevant or evident than it is mm. now. Um, you know, keep in contact with those people, support them in whatever way you can, um, encourage them to go and speak to someone if they are experiencing mental health issues after these events, which they will can almost guarantee that um and and yeah just make sure that you continue to support them in whatever way you can absolutely now let's um before we we've we've gone half an hour um yeah no we have you keep shaking your head at me she keeps shaking her head at me like i'm saying stuff and i'm shaking my head don't shake your head at me i'm in my podcast i can say whatever i like yeah anyway um (laughs) we (laughs) <laughs> cut it out <laughs> Don't Joey from Full House We don't cut it out me. Even in the hand action said um, I would love to say Thank you to everyone who's listened to this podcast This year, everyone who's supported this podcast Everyone who's been on this podcast um, I don't think people realise Quite how brave An action it is to get on here And talk about your mental health And talk about what you've experienced It's a topic that we keep secret it's a topic that exposes our vulnerability. It's a topic that we are quite, you know, carries a certain level of shame and guilt with it. Um, but we've had, uh, you know, a group of really exceptional people come on and talk about their mental health and their experiences. And look, a few of them have absolutely blown me away, and I know that they've blown listeners away. We ended the year on 1,916 total listens. Um, our most popular episode was with Tenya and her talking about postnatal depression and some of her experiences with her mental health in her life. Uh, Nathan was number two. 
the first of the two-parters that we did just recently, where he talked about uh, a day in a life of rehab um, and what that experience was like for him. And these are just incredible experiences um, with the people that we're talking to. So it's really quite fantastic. We've, you know, both those episodes have done over 250 listens each, uh, those top two. So they've been quite incredible. It's been, um, somebody once said to me, it's a, a privilege to sit there and listen to people's stories. Um, and when people tell you their stories, you should be honoured. And I never really understood it until I started doing this. To sit there for, oh, well, I think we've, we've talked for about 12 hours, but we've recorded over four hours worth of material, Nathan and I, and to hear about his history, his story, stuff I knew, stuff I didn't know, his transformation has been just phenomenal. And the man that he was to the man that he's become, and I've touched on this in a couple of the videos we've done, his insight, his connection to himself, his connection to his children, his wife, his family, the people around him, the love that he shows to those people is just mind-blowing to watch that transformation in him. Um, and it's been really quite incredible. So I, personally, to all of those people, Nathan, uh, all the people that have been involved in this podcast this year, and you know, to go through each one of them I guess individually and sort of talk about what we've experienced with them but we've you know we've had Craig we've had Eliza we've had your good self me <laughs> you <laughs> um we've had Nathan here we've had Tanya we've had <laughs> we've had a lot Elisa that uh that I work with We've had Mikey, we've had Steve Wisby, um, you know, Michael Clark, I should say, not the Michael Clark, the other Michael Clark, and of course, <laughs> Eliza, <laughs> Eliza Clark, Craig Clark. You see a, a bit of a pattern emerging with the Clark family, they've been incredible supporters of ours. Um, uh, you know, talking about a raft of different, different topics and different areas, uh, it's been really quite fantastic and, and, and really quite extraordinary. And um, I would love for this to have. I always joke with people, people say, how many listens have you had? I go, oh, 19, you know, 1,900 listens, 1,900. I'd love to add two more zeros to that, and I would love to add two more zeros to that. Not for any other reason, though, than I would love to have 190,000 people listening to these stories. I'd love to have everyone listening to these stories to hear what the people that we've got talking to us, what they've got to say, because their stories are... Everyone's stories, I think, I think... Um, you know, my personal opinion, and I could be wrong, and my wife will correct me on this if I am. Um, you know, somebody like Tanya who sits here and talks about her experience as a younger woman, her experience um, of her culture and her mental health, but particularly her experience around postnatal depression. You know, we know a quarter of the women out there experience that. We know a quarter of all women experience that. And those are, there are thousands of women that that's their story. Including and, myself. <laughs> including yourself. Um, and Not that in, I went into too much detail about that. Well, that's another podcast, darling. Um, correct. But, you know, there's there's a whole range of stories out there still to be told. We've got a, some interesting ones coming up. Um, but Well, we, that's the whole purpose of what you are doing is having, you know, our regular people, regular friends that we know and people that yeah. we know coming on and, and speaking about their own experiences in the hope that that would then translate for other people that are listening into what they might be experiencing as well. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole the whole 
purpose of of what you've wanted to do. And this was an idea that you, at the start of this year, I think. Well, it was. I know it was March this year that you were saying, "I want to, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast." And and uh, you know, I bought the initial equipment for this last year at the Boxing Day sales. Yes, and then talked about it for the next six months, and then eventually said, "Right, well, I've in just August." Got to yeah. Well, longer than six months then. Yeah, it was August, the beginning of August, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And and getting to the point where you say, well, I, you know, this is what I want to do. And uh, so it's been really great that you've had a lot of people that have put their hand up to say, well, yes, I will be vulnerable and open myself up to you um, mm. for the purpose of allowing others all throughout Australia and throughout the world to to learn from my from my experience and what I have. And, and the people that I know as well and the people that are brave enough to tell their stories. To give you an, another example of why I know that this is a universal topic and there's so many people out there, uh, the podcast host that I use gives me a breakdown of who listens and where they listen to and, and not who listens, we don't get details. But our top 15 countries of people that listen to our podcast are... Australia, Australia, of course. Australia, number one, thank you. Uh, the US, um, shout out to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, United Kingdom, including Scotland. So that's England and Scotland. So it's actually mm-hmm. two separate countries. Canada, Cambodia. Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Somebody listens there all the time. Thank you. We love you and we love that you're listening. New Zealand. And now some of these we can explain because we've got friends and family around different places. I can't explain. They might not be listening. Yeah, yet. they might not be, but I can't explain Phnom Penh, Complete. Cambodia. I don't think I know anyone. Um, New Zealand is listening. United Arab Emirates, Germany, South Africa, including, and I've broken those down, we've had Johannesburg, Cape Town, and Pretoria. That's phenomenal. Ireland, the Netherlands, France, the Philippines, Trinidad and Tobago, and Honduras. We've also yeah. had a couple others. We've had Brazil's only had one or two listens, but it's been on the list as well. It's phenomenal. Just like it is just for Pakistan, I think we had a listen there one time. Mm-hmm. I don't know who in Pakistan's listening to us. Well, it just shows, you know, the fact that mental health is something that that everybody, um, you know, deals with throughout the whole of the world. And, uh, and you know, we're a global village as I've said recently yeah um the it's beautiful that we get the opportunity to do this the technology exists now that we can make this happen all over the world um and it's just a really i'd like we don't take this for granted in any way shape or form we love that somebody across the other side like i love i'm still get giddy about it like I just love the fact that somebody in Cambodia is listening. Somebody he talks about it all the time. Somebody in Chicago. Somebody in Las Vegas. Somebody in Paris, France. Somebody in Pretoria, South Africa. You know, Honduras, Brazil. Just phenomenal. It just blows my and mind. And all over Australia. And all over Australia. Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, um, Canberra. We got lots of people listening in Canberra. And I, sometimes I have to look these places all the up. Politicians. Because yeah, <laughs> Scotty Morrison listening. <laughs> We'll give you some tips, Scotty. Um, now, just before I wrap up, what I want to do is is talk a little bit about what we've learnt from the different people that we've spoken to and, and touch on. Because I've sat here and I've listened to stories and I've listened to people tell their stories to me and it's been quite phenomenal. Um, 
a lot of people, I think, listened to my initial podcast, my the introduction episode, and were quite amazed. I had quite a few people really amazed. amazed you? Yeah, the openness that I showed. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, like that, that that was my story and they didn't kind of get that. You know, a big shout out to Debbie Graham. I don't know if she listens, but um, that doesn't really matter. But Debbie said something at the beginning of the year that really influenced this podcast and she said... You know, for people to tell me their stories, I have to tell my story. I have to role model the behaviour I want to see in others. So I have to be open about who I am. And that's really informed this podcast. It's really informed what we do. Um, Being very open, very honest about my mental health and and what I've done um, and what I've experienced in my life um, has hopefully enabled me to have other people feel the same. And I know that people do actually connect with that. Um, sitting and talking to Nath in the second podcast, and and as I said, the last three, um, as I said before, I can't speak enough of how much that man has changed, you know, what he's done to shift himself. Nathan has just celebrated a thousand days of sobriety, no drinking, no gambling, no alcohol, no, no drugs at all in any way, shape or form. He doesn't even do free raffles at work. He is... You know, and he, how he fits in everything that he does in his day. The the first ninety days after he left rehab, he had to do ninety meetings, and I think he did one hundred and seventeen meetings. So he had to go to an AA or an NA or a GA meeting every single day, and he did more than one a day in some instances. So that's stunning. Um, that's incredible. We had Craig on next, and Craig is, of course a good friend, and Craig made the mistake of saying, hey, I think this would be a good idea for a podcast, and I went, okay, cool, when do you want to record? So just anyone that's friends with me out there that says to me, um, hey, you know, when do you want to record? Well, here's a, here's a good idea. I'm going to say to you, when are you available <laughs> to record? Mm-hmm. Um, we talk all the time about connection and feeling connected to a group of people, and and part of that being an indicator, you know, disconnection being an indicator of poor mental health, but also being a cause of poor mental health, feeling disconnected, disconnected and isolated and lonely. And Craig was talking about how, you know, when he finished playing sport, and it was not professional level sport, it was, you know, park soccer, and but he played for you know majority he of his life. Well. He did it very well. He won premierships and all sorts of things, but he played for the majority of his life, and then that feeling of disconnect once he left and having to replace that and do something different with that. So that was quite interesting. And we had his lovely wife, Eliza, on after that. And uh, she told my favourite story ever. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, her trip to go and see the Spice Girls. But um, I'm, I'm hoping we... I think we're going to do an episode with you and Eliza at some point we talk a little bit more about some of the things that you guys have experienced in terms of... We ladies. touched on it before. Yeah. We ladies. We're guys. We're ladies. <laughs> English lessons with Mrs. Ads. Um, <laughs> My name is Barbara, not Mrs. Ads. <laughs> yes, Dan. Um, but um, for me, Eliza taught me about the importance of going and living your life and taking these great risks. And it's the thing that I had to do with the podcast. I just had to put my card, put my money on the table and play the cards. I had to go out and just do it. I 
couldn't I just had to press a button and put it up there and go right and see what happened we're in here now we've got to do this similar with the the 42 day challenge that we've got coming up I had to do that as well I just had to put it up and go right I've done it now I have to I have to come I have to do it um her Eliza's zest for life is a little bit infectious really isn't it she's got this um you know personality that you just go wow man I want to bottle whatever you're on. Um, then, of course, my my good friend, my long-term mentor, Mr. Wisby, um, he was probably, if I'm really honest, the one that really shocked me the most, I think. Um, he His story, you know, and if he's the life of the party, he's the big guy, he's the loud guy. In many ways, he's a man I've modelled myself on. I mean, if you know me, I'm can be quite loud and a bit obnoxious sometimes um yes <laughs> but he's he's um you know he's done a hell of a lot to help other people but the the toll that has taken on him and continues to take on him and his mental health is quite incredible um i haven't spoken to him for a little while i'm ashamed to say i probably need to get in touch with him in the next day or two yes um but he's um he's Mental health has suffered for the, all the things that you've done over the years and, and I'd love for him to get through this on the other side and come to some t- type of peace with it. Um, Elisa, who I, I work with, um, who has an extensive personal and professional history of mental health. Um, I know people learn about that. I know people listen to her episode and, and learn about things that they could do um, in terms of using the system. And I think it's really important. We always say that mental health is not the type of thing you need Utilizing, to know about. Utilising, not abusing. No, using. using. I didn't say abusing. Using, no. Oh, no. Using the system, not abusing the system. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I think that uh, we talk about the fact that mental health isn't the type of thing you need to know about until you need to know about it. You don't, Nobody just sits there and Googles, well, what mental health services are out there? And um, fantastic to have her talk about that for us. Then there was some other... Ruffy that I had on after Elisa Barbie. It must be me. Yeah. I, I don't, can't remember anything. Yeah, um, did she offer anything? Did she? What's she? Apparently not. Yes, she did. Thanks. I think that was very helpful for both of us to sit and do that one together, I think. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot more about my wife. <laughs> Isn't it? And it's incredible. Even in that in episode, you again proved, you know, just sitting here and talking like this it's a different dynamic for us we don't often sit with two microphones and two headphones and a recording device and we learnt i learnt new things about you oh that's good yeah um then i talked to mikey and again mikey made the mistake michael clark not the michael clark the other pup um made the mistake of saying hey here's a good idea for your podcast and i went cool when are you ready to record that and uh took a little bit of wrangling but we finally got there Mikey's been the third most popular he's had 175 listens and he's his story was quite fantastic it was really interesting and you know Mikey and I have known each other for a long time and we've had and I don't mean this in a horrible way but we've had just a fairly sort of not superficial but not superficial in the sense of not meaningful just you know fairly surface yeah you know, chatted to Barbie and see each other every few months at different functions. But the, the that That would be a barbecue. Yeah, we didn't chat around you. <laughs> yeah. 
we were just all standing around uh, my wife one night just talking um but um to hear the story that as he told it and and mikey like a lot of the guys or a lot of people have been on podcast gave some really good examples of how to what he does to manage this and and talked about the things we talk about which is you know if you really are struggling with your mental health go and talk to your doctor go and talk to the people around you and for those of you that are watching the people that you love and you know that they're struggling go and get them you know say to them i know that you are struggling let's go and talk to somebody about this um tenure was our as our well, probably the last one we'll talk about because we're, Nath's the last, been the last two episodes, but Tanya was um, incredible. And again, um, I'd heard a little whisper on the grapevine that she wanted to be on the podcast. She thought it was a good thing, and she was fantastic. Her story was fantastic. And again, someone I've known for a really long time but haven't had a lot to do with and a lot of contact with. And um, she was amazing. And to hear her talk about postnatal depression and the things that she went through, I think, you know, my plan is to have Barbie and Eliza on at some point talking about that and anyone who wants to come on and talk about their their experiences with it because I think everyone's story is going to be quite individual and I think we could have probably have 10 women talking about their story and it would be 10 different versions and 10 different ways that they, they, they dealt with it and 10 different things that, you know, different things that people could listen to and say. And this is the point of this. We want you to listen to these episodes and go, I could try that. I could try that as well. We want to try and build a library of things that people could sit back and go, I can I can give that a go, you know. Hey, maybe that, that's happened to me as well and Yeah. Yeah. You know. Maybe I could go walking or maybe I could go and talk to this person or maybe I could go and, you know, do what that person did. Um We want to eliminate the isolation that people can feel as much as possible yep. by sharing others' stories and allowing people to realise that they're not alone in what they're dealing with. Mm. Um, and it's been really, really interesting to see the people that are very open um, and the people that have been really receptive to what we're doing mm-hmm. um, as opposed to those that aren't so receptive. The people that aren't receptive just don't talk to us about it. Yeah, it's really interesting and, and people that you would expect to talk about it or that you would think, mm. well, you're you're, you know, really close to me or you're part of my family or you're mm. this and that and they, would, they don't say a word about it no. and then we've got others that that you know we don't there's been a couple you know, of people that have blown me away with it going hey I'm listening and you go what? yeah the, the support the unexpected support that we've received has been a really really mm. great thing I will say the last thing about just touching on the last two episodes with Nath as well um, the ability to the other thing that has been really interesting is the ability to see different perspectives and to get an insight into different people's experiences. And I don't think many people will have had experience of going to rehab. Um, so to be able to sit and hear what that sounds like and be able to sit and hear everyone's experiences, it's been one of the great things about this year as well. It might not be something that they're dealing with themselves. It might be something that their loved one's dealing with or a friend yeah. or someone that they know um, who may need to go to rehab or may need some other sort of assistance. So these different stories are allowing them to to then take that to the person that they, they're worried about or that they care about mm. and try and um, get them some assistance And my, well. my biggest help, hope is that somebody sits there and listens to any one of these stories and any one of the, the things that person has done and sits there and says, if they can, I can too. 
That's mm. that's what I really love. A couple of things before we wrap this up. If you can get up at the first crack of dawn every morning and go for a walk for an hour, everybody can do that. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> uh, last couple of things. Um, a big shout out to Michael Hawks as well. Michael um, stopped by and I was sitting in a my local um, shopping centre having lunch one afternoon with my beautiful wife. She went off and went to the toilet and Michael, oh, Michael, and Michael came over and said, um, when she was gone, Michael came over and said, hey, are you the guy that runs the How You Going Mate Facebook page? I just want you to know that you're doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. And it was just mind-blowing. Um, that he did that, that somebody recognised me from the page. So big shout-out to Michael Hawks. If you see me out, guys, come and say hi. I'm, I, I love He's it. He's got a very distinctive face. <coughs> yeah, you'll know you the, won't miss him. You'll know the head. Um, and the last thing that we're doing um, is the How You Going, Mate, the 42-Day Wellness Challenge. A little bit of info about this. Um, as I said, our good friend Caitlin Pearson did the 75 Hard Challenge. Google the 75 Hard Challenge if you're interested in knowing what that is. But the 42-day challenge now, 42 days is a little bit specific in that um, it's uh, that's the period of time where if you show gratitude and you practice gratitude for 42 days, you will see several significant health benefits, you know, reduction in depression, reduction in, in anxiety, improved sleep, improved appetite, uh, improved mood. So, you, you know, legitimate health benefits have had university level studies into this so we've chosen 42 days only six weeks when you look at it um but the 42 day challenge starts on the 6th of january mrs ads you're going to do that who's mrs Ads? you barbie are you going to do that with me oh, i'll have to probably do it with you <laughs> you'll have to do part of it with me i'll do it um, well, you have to register on the... Now, if you go to the Facebook page, you'll see that we've uh, got a group. Um, it's called the 42-Day Wellness Challenge, uh, if you want to search it up on Facebook. Uh, for 42 days, you must, and this is what we're going to be doing, exercise every day for at least 45 minutes. Now, it can be anything you want it to be, swimming, walking, running, whatever you choose your... Like I said, yoga, Pilates, you name it, but every day for at least 45 minutes. Get up early in the morning, go for a walk. Choose a healthy eating plan. We don't care which one, but we want you to stick to that plan. Um, You can have one cheap meal a week. Now, the 75-day hard challenge that Caitlin did, you were not allowed any cheap meals at all. So you can have one cheap meal a week if you like. That cheap meal can't go on for seven hours. (laughs) It can be one meal, one takeaway, one whatever it is, but you have one a week. Drink a couple of litres of water every day, at least two litres of water. Um, No alcohol at all. And ideally, I'd love people to, you know, not take drugs and not do other addictive type substances. Um, I'm not going to make anyone give up coffee. I think that's cruel. (laughs) But no alcohol for the 42 days at all. Um, And that's probably going to rule a couple of people out. But I think you'll find some, you know, you'll find some serious kind of health benefits from that and the last couple of things that we want you to do is we want you to make a list of three things that you are grateful for every day now that doesn't mean i'm my house my car my, my job my wife my kids three things that went well three things that you enjoyed about the day three good events that happened three anything it can be anything so like for me today um i got to go on a train ride into the city that was really cool mm. and i got to have some really yummy chocolates that was really nice 
I can't have them in your 42 day challenge. Neither can you. Mm. And um, when our little girl was a little bit scared of being on a train, she showed that she was brave enough to get on there and she trusted us that we would keep her safe. And she jumped on the train and ordinarily she would have probably really balked at that. And then when came she home saying, I love going on train rides. Yeah. And then the last thing is once a week, ask somebody how you're going, mate. So somebody you know it's struggling, dealing with something, touch base with them, check in on them, how you're going, mate, and try and support them to have better mental health. The, ideally, I'd also love for you to, over the course of that 42 days, to read a self-development book. Um, that's not mandatory. Um, but I'd love for you to read some sort of self-development book just to to make it you know, to really get the full benefit out of this. But it's kind of designed to be something that will look after you, both your physical health. It's not about getting fitter or losing weight. If you want to test yourself beforehand, this, is why, bonus. I the, well, this is why I had the body scan. I wanted to see if there was a difference from day one to day 42. Um, but, you know, if, if, you do the, or if you do lose weight and look better and feel better, or if you do lose weight, that's, you know, look better, that's the bonus. But we want you to feel better at the end of this. So... Um, we want you to stop drinking alcohol, we want you to stop eating crappy food, we want you to get enough sleep, we want you to get enough exercise, we want you to start focusing on the things that are really good in your life and practicing gratitude because we know that practicing gratitude and pra- leads to you know improved mental health and we want people and, to feel better. And most importantly, if you know of someone that is isolating themselves or might be going through a tough time... Um, make sure that you're touching base with them on a regular basis Um, or someone that you might not have heard from for a while that you want to reconnect with, um, get in touch with them and, and, you know, maybe they may even join you if you want to say, come and do this challenge with me or come come walking with me or something like that if you're able to, um, just to get them them involved as well because we don't, you know, that's, that's our main... Yeah, our main um, even if, focus. Even if you, they don't get involved in the challenge, even if you just say to someone, "Hey, come walking with me every day. Let's go and do that every day," mm. and and they can do that, or let's do it a couple of times a week at least, mm. and then you got someone to chat to while you walk around. So we'll be posting videos pretty regularly on the different you will platforms. Be. I won't be on a video. <laughs> I'll be posting videos pretty regularly on the platforms, and um, so keep an eye out for those. But um, any last thoughts before we let the people go? I just hope everybody has a really good year ahead and uh, um, we continue to make a difference and everyone can continue to make a difference in each other's, in your own life and in each other's lives. We've got 26 more episodes this year for you folks. We've got lots of, lots of stories to listen to and tell you. And um, Some of them we don't even know about yet. Some of them we don't even know about yet. That's the surprising, the beauty and the surprise of this. But um, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this with us. Thank you for your continued support and go out right now and ask somebody how they're going, mate. I think that's the best we can ask you to do. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Natalie? Yes? How are you going, mate? Good. Okay. Now, you want to do a podcast. What do you want to talk about? I don't really know. Why don't you know? Maybe, like, talk about what we had, what we did in Christmas or the holidays. What did we do in Christmas and the holidays? What was your favourite part? Well, 
My favourite part was mostly Christmas Day and when we went to the water parks in these holidays. By the way, guys, my birthday is super soon, so... Super soon? When super soon? Like in... My birthday's in three weeks. Seriously. Four weeks. Three. Four. Three. Trust me, I was there. It's four weeks. Four weeks today. <laughs> now, listen, listen. What yeah. was your favourite thing? The water park. Well, I got dumped by a big thing. Um, big bucket of water? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it didn't turn out as I felt it would turn out. Well, how did you feel it was going to turn out? I felt like it would like, turn out really softly, but there was like, boop, 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 boop. straight onto your shoulders and shoulder blades. Mm. And it was really heavy. And I went another two times and like... It goes all the way to the other part of the water park. It really hits you hard, doesn't it, when it... Yeah. Other kids were like, okay, I'm going to go really close to get to, to it and get hit. But it's really hard. For those of you that... Let's paint a picture for you, for the, you listening. Uh, what we're talking about, are the when you go to the like, um, kids' water play areas and they have yeah. those big buckets that sit up on a, like a tower and they fill yeah. up with water and every... Five or six or seven minutes, they yeah. tip over. Um, that's what we're talking about. I personally love sitting underneath them. Yeah, he does very then, much, folks. And then letting them splash down on me. Yeah, that's so bad. Natalie's just starting to get used to this, though. Yes, know. yes. Why? Why? Because you're only little. Yeah, because I'm only turning six in four weeks. Yeah. So At lollipops. You can't tell everyone what your birthday's going to be. What if everyone turns up? Everyone won't turn up. We can't afford all those people. <laughs> we have hundreds of people that listen to this podcast. Um, there's people in different countries that won't be able to make it. <laughs> Plus, I still haven't told the date. You still haven't told the date? When's yeah. The, when's the date? No, don't tell the date. Don't tell the date. Shh, shh, <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell. I was like, gotta tell. Good. Now, you tell me something. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get a little bit scared of doing things. And when yeah. we went to the city the other day, you got a little bit scared. About going on the train. On, but what, what scared you about going on the train? The gap. The, when you first, when the first, when the train first came to the station, now you got a little bit scared. Oh, I did. You jumped a little bit. Or was it just jumping onto the train and the gap of the tra- between the station gap. and the train? Gap. Yeah. Gap. Yeah. yeah. You, don't need, you don't need to yell. You can just talk in a normal voice. Oh, yeah. and by the way, I'm having dinner after my birthday party. What helped? <laughs> what helped you to feel better jumping on the gap? Just pretending it's like jumping. Oof! Just pretend it's like jumping over like a tiny gap on a jumping castle, or like a log or something like that. Yeah, like jumping. Did it make over. you feel better to have your mum and dad with you? Yes. Yes. And it sounded like I just did a fart, but apparently I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we don't let five-year-olds. So, if anyone is, if any little kids are scared out there, yes, and they don't want to do something, and what would you say to them to tell them to not be scared? Just pretend it's like something that you've already been on. Yep. So, 
say if you wanted to go on the wild mouse, which is really scary, but I just dealed through it. The roller coaster at the yeah, uh, yeah. park. Yeah. Um, I would say if you wanted to go on it, just pretend it's like you're on a car. Yeah. And pretend you're like having a really bumpy ride. Okay. So pretend you're doing something fun instead of do it the scary thing and make it feel fun. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. That's good advice. Have you got any other advice for people out there about how to stay healthy, how to keep their health, like their physical health, their mental health? Like have you got anything that you think people should do to stay healthy, to, to stay mentally healthy or to stay physically healthy? Well, my father has been cooking some weird things. They're like pancakes, but they've got like vegetables in them. They're called fritters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they taste good? Yes. And they're good I... for you? Yeah. Because they've got lots of veggies in them. Yes, they do. <laughs> and um, I would say if you wanted to try to stay healthy... Go on walks every morning, but make sure you get up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I would also say to have light and easy for your lunch, breakfast, and dinner. And if you and and if you're scared of something, pretend it's fun. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna stop there, and I will put, I will add this into my podcast that I'm gonna do tonight. Okay. Hippity hoppity hoo, baby. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. <laughs> bada, 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 bada.